Let's talk sports and welcome to the grind. And good Monday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser and you're listening to the Monday edition of The Grind. It's it's so interesting. I come in every Monday morning and settings are different. So getting everything tuned back up and getting everything ready to go. But uh, excited to, to be back in studio because I swear as you leave the studio, when you do a, a six to seven show, um, news starts breaking when you leave. Uh, now, granted, if it breaks overnight, you're the first one to hear it. But if it breaks in the morning, you're probably already done. So anyway, uh, excited to be back in here because a couple big stories broke. And, and then a couple good things are on the horizon for the sports world. Uh, as I told my wife when I left this morning, this is the last Monday without live professional sports at this point because this Thursday starts Major League Baseball. The 60-game push that's going to be the 2020 season, and ultimately uh, that's going to push right into college football, hopefully, and the launch that that will be, and then also uh, head into the NFL. Uh, So it's one of those deals uh, where it's hopefully the, the, the coming to a close of what has been a, a close shutdown, not do anything, no sports, racing becomes king. Now we're – it's just been a wild and crazy 2020. I mean, honestly, uh, it's, been the, it's been the worst four-year, eight months of my life. Uh, so, anyway, uh, nonetheless, 2020 is off and moving. But uh, baseball, as I said, is on the horizon, and that's something we'll talk about to open the show uh, as a couple little nuances have continued to kind of pour out as you know you, we've went through you know what what could happen and what's coming up and, and basically uh, baseball will happen uh, just over just over three days now uh, from here uh, live major league baseball uh, standing statistics strikeouts maybe no fans but there will be ve- baseball Max Scherzer uh, will be the first guy to throw a pitch in the abbreviated 2020 season when the Nationals host the Yankees on Thursday night on ESPN. It's going to look weird. No fans in the stands, but it might sound somewhat normal as some stadium engineers will pump in about 75 different crowd reactions from noise compiled over several seasons and used in MLB The Show's video game. I heard it this weekend. There was a little preseason play, and there was there was cardboard cutouts behind the the home plate. There was there was different things going on, and they tried to pop some of this stuff in. And in lieu of real fans, I don't think it's a big deal. Now, if they were trying to pipe it in on top of real fans and trying to cover up real fans, then it's probably a different outcome for me. But anyway, of course, there'll be nothing normal about the 2020 season. COVID-19 has uh, still hung around and has a few players opting out of play and others that will miss the start because they have tested positive. 
Uh, but uh, the the upcoming positive results will have different impacts as we go across the season. If there's a slogan MLB should adopt in 2020, it should say embrace the sprint. And I thought that was just that's that's so true because we're used to 167 games and we're used to you know all this this hoopla dog days of summer and how how there's a middle portion of the season that quite frankly most years even baseball fans forget. It won't happen this year. Uh, this is a 60-game sprint to the finish. This is a you play good when you need to play well or you're in bad shape. Uh, and so basically imagine if you woke up July 23rd on a regular season with every team tied for first place. Uh, we would say that it's it's probably chaotic and it's a, it's a finish line in which every game will matter. Well, that's where we'll be. As Scherzer takes the mound against Garrett Cole, with fake crowd noise, no sunflower seeds, no hot dog smells, and no summer sweat. Let that sink in for a minute. It's still baseball. Uh, everything uh, from the themes, the teams, and players to watch in the first 60 games will be very similar uh, to what's going on. But, it, you know, it'll be the first time um, since the, the, the red stockings of Boston Won the National League in 1878 with a 41-19 record. It'll be the first time we play that number of games. You know, one thing that's going to be fun to watch is exciting young players. Uh, you know, in the golden age of young talent, and while a 60-game schedule isn't what we wanted, it, it works for college baseball, and it's a lot better than seeing players miss an entire season in their prime. Uh, if, if one way to look at it is that you'll see young talent in the game uh, in 2019, there were 29 position players aged 25 or younger who had at least a 3.0 WAR, the most ever in one season. 27 was in 2018, the second highest. If we lower the cutoff to 24 years, we still had 18. So uh, here are five young players, still 25 or younger, who will drive the narrative probably in 2020. Uh, Cody Bellinger, center fielder for the Dodgers. An MVP in 2019 at age 23. He already has 111 career home runs and had 47 just a year ago. Ronald Acuna Jr., outfielder for the Braves. Uh, he just missed going 40 and 40 in home runs and stolen bases in 2019 at 21 years old. If you ever want to feel like you, you're not doing anything with your life, look at young athletes and you'll be like, well, I guess I'm not as tired as I thought I should be. But he finished the season with 41 home runs and a league-leading 37 stolen bases. But uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. will be a force for the, the Atlanta Braves in a in a hopefully a uh, top-heavy division there in the National League as the defending World Series champions, Nationals, the Braves, uh, will all be vying for opportunities in that side of the bracket. Pete Alonzo, first baseman for the Mets. He broke Aaron Judge's rookie record with 53 home runs, won the home run derby, then won over Mets fans with a shirtless celebration uh, in, in, in New York. But nonetheless, um, he will be a big focal point, a player and entertainer, looks like, in a, a big-time market like New York um, where he'll instantly – become a big-time face for that franchise. Juan Soto, left fielder for the Nationals. He posted a 401 on-base percentage at age 20. In 2019, the only other players to reach 400 in their age 20 season. 
since Ted Williams uh, were Al Colleen and Alex Rodriguez. So, again, some big names, big shoes to fill. Fernando Tatis Jr., shortstop for the Padres, age another 20-year-old performer. Uh, his 84-game rookie season in 2019 burst full of thunder and lightning. 317, 379, and 590 were his percentages with 22 home runs, 16 stolen bases, and some dazzling uh, plays right there with, uh, with as colleague uh, Sam Miller called him, the most watchable player in baseball. So, again, a lot of young players to watch. Shortstop Gleber Torres. Uh, the two all-star trips in two seasons, 38 home runs at age 22. Uh, he's embracing his status as an up-and-coming superstar, learning English in the minor leagues, and seeking out endorsements. Uh, Glaber Torres realized early that he didn't just want to be a ball player. He wanted to be good and popular, um, not because he's arrogant or entitled, but because he's long-term thinker who always wants to be his in a bigger context and and I tell you in a market like New York with the Yankees uh bigger market uh bigger legend uh bigger stories uh, is how it goes down uh, for for the Yankos but uh Rafael Devers uh third baseman for the Red Sox age 22 has had 90 extra base hits more than Ted Williams ever had in a single season uh he finished with 32 home runs despite being homerless in the month of April Austin Meadows, Jordan Alvarez, Bo Bichetti, uh, all guys to watch uh, to be exciting here in this 60-game push. The young guys are going to show out because they're used to it. They're used to playing college baseball. They're used to playing minor league baseball where you just continue to play. You just pour it to it over and over and over. And really, it's something to be watched. Uh, Some interesting showdowns player to player will be Acuna and Soto uh, both being very young, they're NL East rivals. They arrived in the majors at the very same time, and they both have best-in-the-game potential. With every Braves-Nationals game, there will also be a secondary uh, battle going on, and it'll be against the two young guys, uh, one for the Braves, one for the Nationals. Walker Bueller versus Jack Flaherty. Uh, there's a di- they're different divisions, so this one's a little less, I guess, meaningful directly. But the two young aces won't actually face each other this season, but they will be playing for best in the game type status. Uh, you know, you look back, uh, it, it will always pair them together since they both reached the majors for a cup of coffee in 2017. But you, you look at, at who's going to be uh, the next big thing, and their two names are right up there on the list. If you look at Jacob deGrom, Max Scherzer, and Steven Strasburg, they're the reigning kings of the National League, all right-handers, but these two, uh, the two are ready uh, to contend for Cy Young honors, and if the Dodgers and Cardinals make the playoffs, uh, maybe we'll see the young guys square off in the month of October. So Walker Bueller, Jack Flaherty will play from afar, competing, if you will, for the next big thing, uh, but ultimately, if they get to the postseason, we could see these guys head-to-head. Justin Verlander versus the A's lineup. Uh, losing Garrett Cole adds a little vulnerability to Houston's hold on the AL West, and the A's are ready to jump out there. Having won 97 games two years in a row, they haven't been able to solve the Verlander problem, but he's 4-1 and one with a 2.58 ERA and seven starts against Oakland the past two years. 
but Garrett Cole is no longer right down the pipe the next day up. Uh, Garrett Cole, speaking of which, has moved over to New York to the Yankees. Uh, big, big push to, to get him in the offseason. And who would have known uh, that he'll use a shortened season to try to prove that deal as good? No pressure. Uh, short season or not, the Yankees won 103 games without him. And Cole is expected to be a final piece to get the Yankees back to the World Series for the first time since 2009. Beginning with the first game against Scherzer, every start as he has won 16 regular season decisions in a row uh, will be a must-watch on TV. Again, Garrett Cole, the ace of the Houston Astros that did not get used in Game 7, will have an opportunity to show what he could have done, might have done, against those Nationals had he had an opportunity there in Game 7. But Garrett Cole, New York Yankees pitcher now, against the world uh, as as he has won 16 straight decisions and tries to see how long that streak uh, can go. Guys who made the the switch last year uh, to a new team but hope for better results here in 2020, Bryce Harper, right fielder for the Phillies. He was good in his first year with the Phillies and especially good in clutch situations, but the Phillies disappointed with a 500 record. and The, the Phillies have added Zach Wheeler, uh, Aaron Nola in the rotation and will hopefully have a healthy Andrew McCutcheons and Didi Gregorius uh, for Joe Girardi to push the envelope and get the Phillies back on track. Manny Machado, third baseman for the Padres. Uh, last year's Mega Bucks free agent hit 32 home runs and played good defense, but his overall line was well below uh, his dollar figure and well below what his expectations were preseason. He struggled in San Diego, hitting just 219 in his home park, so he'll have to prove he can match his Orioles' numbers without the help of Camden Yards. And then Edwin Diaz, right-handed pitcher for the Mets, gave up a lot to get him from the Mariners, and it looked even worse after he had a miserable season, 2-7, and seven, nearly 6 ERA and 15 home runs against in 58 innings but they'll look to see if they can get him back on track and get things going as we head uh, into this live action. Again, one big change for the season, the universal designated hitter rule uh, will make a a big impact for the National League, especially Uh, American League really no change, but National League pitchers hit 131 with a 3.329 on base percentage last year. Unless you like sacrifice bunts and strikeouts, that's, which I don't see as fun to watch. I don't really hear uh, a big big roar about this switch. I think this is going to be uh, pretty much seamless as you're going to see a lot of, of, of pitchers really sigh of relief when, when they're playing National League competition when they don't have to get up there and try to hit these uh, these monster pitchers because it's, it's really – it's not fun to watch and it's really not fun for them. So um, – Anyway, uh, a lot of the the uh, talking heads get out there and say who they feel like are going to be teams uh, that have an opportunity uh, to be really good. Uh, and here's a, a list of players or teams that they feel like are, are going to be tough uh, to finish under uh, 500 uh, in 2019, but could be playoff teams here in 2020. I like the first one, Cincinnati Reds. The Reds most recently made the postseason 2013, but the NL Central is wide open, uh, and they have a strong 
uh, rotation, including Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, Trevor Bauer, and Wade Miley. Uh, they could pretty much be really good. And then with Joey Voto, uh, they could be great. So we should see what they do. Uh, Nick Senzel, a local product, Farragut High School. And then by way of University of Tennessee, uh, he is an outfielder for the Reds, and we wish him all the best every chance he gets. The Chicago White Sox could make it a two, two-team town again as the White Sox haven't been relevant since 2012. They finished an average of 25 games out of first place over the past seven seasons uh, and despite really being in one of the weaker divisions in baseball, but their interesting mix of young players as well as veterans uh, thinks the Twins and Indians could falter and give way for a Chicago White Sox push that really could be interesting in a shortened season. Uh, the L.A. Angels, Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon might be the best one-two punch in the baseball game. Uh, add in Antani, uh, returning to the mound, the defense of Andrelton Simmons and the underrated David Fletcher and the potential impact of, of rookies uh, like Joe Adele. And the Angels could look up and surprise some people uh, as long as they get some semblance of starting pitching. I think the hitting has been addressed, and we'll see see how this this shakes out. But I, I think you look, uh, you know, I think if you look at it, um, there's a lot of openness in in all the divisions. I think the Yankees are the odds-on favorite in the AL East. I think in the NL, uh, in the NL East, you, you look at what they're they're going to have, and it's honestly uh, wide open. It's wide open for what you're going to see. The Braves, Nationals, Mets, and Phillies. Uh, it, it's, it's possible to be a four-team fight some part halfway through this deal. Uh, if I see one team that could falter, I think it's the Mets, uh, obviously. I think the Nationals aren't the most talented, but they've shown that they'll fight. And I think you've, you never can uh, – you kind of got to give those guys a puncher's chance. They are the defending World Series champs. Uh, the Braves, uh, a different look. Braves, no Donaldson, uh, no, no – uh, you, you know, some of those pieces have moved around, uh, but I think you still have a nice nucleus of Albies and Acuna uh, that can do a lot of great things in the hitting category and kind of a little bump and run baseball. Uh, but I think you look at the Phillies in year two with Harper uh, could be a really big year, especially with the addition, uh, you know, with the addition of Joe Girardi uh, at the at the helm. So you got to like what you see there. Uh, but all the other divisions, I ain't gonna lie, they're they're pretty much wide open. Uh, I see the Astros really getting beat up uh, in that AL West. I see a lot of teams playing against them and then ultimately uh, giving way for somebody else. Is it the A's? I think, honestly, Billy Beanball, the the Bean Counting situation, is probably as best suited for this kind of run as anybody. But you just got to see where the talent stacks up. Uh, as they have won nearly 100 games the last two seasons, maybe they're, maybe they're conditioned to do so. We'll see. It'd be the first time since a Mark McGuire-led A's team uh, really had some real deal success. But nonetheless, baseball is upon us. The last Monday before baseball returns, and I'm I'm interested. I'm interested in what that could look like. I'm interested in what the play is going to look like. And ultimately, the ebbs and flows that is going to be baseball. I think we're still going to have some positive tests. I think we're still going to have some, uh, some talk to be had about what could be uh, this season in baseball. But let's take us a break, listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk about Toronto. Uh, they're ready for baseball, uh, but Toronto, the city, maybe not so much. Toronto says no Canadian baseball in 2020. We'll talk it all on the flip. Where are they going to play? 
And are they going to play? We'll talk it all when we come back. You're listening to the Monday edition. We'll be right back. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit SalvationArmyUSA.org. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. 2020 has been anything but predictable, but there is one thing we can count on. Football will be back. Blunt Broadcasting is proud to remain the radio home for two of Tennessee's most successful high school football programs, Maribel High School and Alcoa High School. Each team looks to repeat as state champions, and your support is needed to get these great programs off and running here in 2020. So, if you or your business would like to support these great student-athletes and great coaches, then help Blunt Broadcasting get their games on the radio. Give us a call and let WGAP and WKVL Radio get working for you. Give us a call at 865-724-1100. That's 865-724-1100. Or shoot us an email at info at wkvl.com. Let's work together to get your great business and these local high schools the exposure they have earned and deserve. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts. We've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything the Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Got golf? Iguanifarmsgolf.com. 970-7132. Have you been asking yourself if it's time to take that business idea and make it a reality? Do you need help with marketing or getting a leg up on the competition? Then check out my friends at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville. A company invested in Blunt County and ready to help. They can take your business to the next level. Mike, Jana, and the staff at 42nd Street are a dream to work with. And I'm proud to say that they built the grindonsports.com 
into what it is today. But if you need marketing and maybe don't know where to start, check out my guys at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville. Their phone number is 865-982-7007, or you can check out their work online, 42SD.com. Again, phone line is 865-982-7007 or online at 42SD.com. Check them out. I think you'll be glad you did. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Monday edition of the grind as as the Blue Jays are, are gearing up for the 2020 push they'll be doing so looking for a major league ballpark the Blue Jays front office is working to find a major league ballpark as Canadian government has barred Toronto from playing in its home stadium amid the coronavirus pandemic uh, Canadians den- denied the Blue Jays the opportunity to play at Rogers Centra uh, because the regular season schedule would require travel back and forth across the U.S.-Canadian border uh, where COVID-19 cases are surging. Surging. The other 29 Major League teams plan to play the pandemic-shortened 60-game season in their home ballpark without spectators. Toronto begins the season at Tampa Bay on Friday and is scheduled to play its first home game on July 29th against the defending champions, Washington Nationals. Basically, Ross Atkins, the general manager, has emphasized that the players prefer a big league stadium. Uh, At the current moment, the options are to play at a minor league affiliate. He said, I just said, look, we want to play in a major league ballpark. This was was, uh, uh, one of the players to the general manager. He said, "I, I, I want to play in a major league ballpark. We feel that the best opportunity for us, and he's agreed and said, I listened to you guys loud and clear. And that's what we're going to do uh, for you because that's what the team wants. Uh, the veteran right-hander, uh, you, you talk about – I'm trying to get where he – Anthony Bass, that was his name. Uh, he said the veteran right-hander reliever, uh, who's the first season with the Blue Jays, added the players are willing to share a home venue with another team and make sacrifices. Uh, it pretty much echoed throughout the clubhouse that we want to be in a major league ballpark wherever that is. That's really our focus right now. The team has considered playing home games at its training facility in Dunedin, Florida, uh, where it, which is among the states that a virus that's called a, a virus hotspot, or Salem Field in Buffalo, New York, which is home to Toronto's AAA affiliate, and just across the Niagara River uh, from Canada. Uh, both locations have their shortcomings, as the president Mark Shapiro of the Blue Jays said Saturday. Uh, Players' health is a concern in Florida. He said the team has spent more time examining Buffalo in recent days, but said the stadium has numerous infrastructure challenges. Uh, Shapiro said the team was looking at other options but did not specify where that would be. Uh, Bass said, the player said, uh, that they didn't want to use a stadium in place 
uh, hit hard by the virus. He said, that's definitely a big concern for myself, and I feel like all the players, he said, we don't want to be in a place where it's a hot spot. Uh, you want to be where it's safe, a place in the United States where cases are going down or very low. Uh, that's definitely a concern uh, for us. Manager Charlie uh, Montoya said players are anxious to find out what their temporary home will be. He said, I bet every team in this division hopes it's a big league park, but if not, they have no choice. Uh, they're going to have to come uh, wherever that place is and just, just have to play. Honestly, I think, you know, one, good job Canada for for kind of kind of clamming up on us and, and keeping them out. But I, I think it's honestly a bigger deal for, for the Blue Jays to not. It's a bigger deal – and some could argue this, uh, that, that their home field is is a major league ballpark because it, it gives people opportunities to keep it in the park. And what I mean by that is you go to a minor league affiliate and, and those walls come closer to you, well, those, uh, those pop flies that hit at the warning track are home runs for the opposing team. Now, they're the same for you. They're the same for you, but at the same rate, uh, you, you don't want to have to get in some chase uh, with some of your, your interleague di- divisional uh, opponents uh, because they may have bigger bats than you, especially because with all this hoopla, uh, you're going to be on basically a constant road series. Uh, so even though it's your home ballpark, it's, it's, it's just as foreign to you as it is the players that are going to come into it uh, because with a 60-game schedule, it's not like you can settle in for the first couple months and then make a home push. No, this is uh, – this is this is Big Brother on a baseball level. <laughs> this is this is you're not my home, but I get to stay here for a little while. So uh, I think it's going to be tough, uh, especially with the the way the country's shaping up. Uh, unless they go into some uh, midwestern town that's uh, that's really the population is just not that much. Uh, I think it's going to be hard to to really to really find all the pieces that they want a professional ballpark, an area where the virus is is slowing down. Um, and et cetera, et cetera. But I think, you know, you got to look at that with no fans in the stands. It doesn't really matter if it's a, if it's a happening town, uh, honestly, that may be best because I think as, as, and people may, may disagree with me on this, but I, I don't think players are going to get coronavirus from, from playing other players. I just really don't think so. I think if you see an uptick in coronavirus cases, uh, during this season, it's going to be from from going out after games. It's going to be for weekend trips after games. It's going to be from from going out in whatever city, whatever town you're located in, i.e., New York. I mean, uh, I think you know you you've got to they've got to take care of their own business. And then it, it you know some people argue that the NBA's got a got a uh, daycare situation going on, but hey, you know what? They know what's coming in, what's going out of their league. Uh, I can give them credit for that. Uh, so. Major League Baseball is going to have to manage just accordingly as well. A lot of people have opted out not playing. A lot of people have tested positive for the virus and have, uh, you know, have have had to quarantine early on. Uh, some would argue, and and I've talked to many people uh, that getting it early is, is probably not a bad thing uh, because you kind of get those antibodies and and you can kind of move forward. I I don't know that I agree with that because you can get it more than once. Uh, it just makes it a little bit easier to handle the next few times, but. Uh, I just, to me, uh, this Toronto situation, it's a, it's finally needle in a haystack. And with about three days to go till opening day, 
they're still worrying about this and not playing baseball. So uh, I, I think you, you speak to that and you see what's really um, on the docket for the Toronto Blue Jays. But nonetheless, uh, they're going to have to battle with it. Uh, if they play in a AAA park in Buffalo, uh, that's where they play. If they play in Florida or if they if they find somewhere in the Midwest uh, to lock down a professional park, I, I don't I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they're after. Uh, and, and ultimately, uh, I don't know one close uh, that would fit the bill. So uh, nonetheless, I don't think they're going to be trending uh, this direction. So we'll just watch how this thing shakes out. But I thought it's interesting. Canada says, not in my house, uh, and you're not coming this way uh, to play baseball. But uh, the Blue Jays will play. It just won't be in Toronto. So I'll be honest, if it was me, we wouldn't be the Toronto Blue Jays this year because they don't let us play at home. But anyway, uh, let's take a break, listen to our five sponsors. When we come back, Emmett Gooden, no longer a ball. What does that mean for Jeremy Pruitt? We'll be right back. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. At The Blood Partnership, we're working to keep people safe and informed about the recent outbreak of COVID-19, the coronavirus. We know that as members of the community, businesses are experiencing unexpected challenges, and we're committed to providing as much support as possible. Find business and community information on our website at www.bluntchamber.com or search for Blunt Chamber on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work, or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Tennessee knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport, Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love? If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Tennessee needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, 
I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. 2020 has been anything but predictable, but there is one thing we can count on. Football will be back. Blunt Broadcasting is proud to remain the radio home for two of Tennessee's most successful high school football programs, Marable High School and Alcoa High School. Each team looks to repeat as state champions, and your support is needed to get these great programs off and running here in 2020. So, if you or your business would like to support these great student athletes and great coaches, then help Blunt Broadcasting get their games on the radio. Give us a call and let WGAP and WKVL Radio get working for you. Give us a call at 865-724-1100. That's 865-724-1100. Or shoot us an email at info at wkbl.com. Let's work together to get your great business and these local high schools the exposure they have earned and deserve. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Monday edition of The Grind. As as we had Derek Evans in here Friday morning, we weren't able to break the news uh, that Emmett Gooden, uh, defensive end, defensive lineman uh, for Tennessee, had been dismissed from the program. But, you know, nonetheless, uh, again, had a great show with with Derek Evans. You want to talk about a class act that's continued to be so for, for the Blount County community uh, check out Friday's show. Again, SoundCloud, go to July 17th. Uh, you won't be disappointed. But but on uh, on Friday, it was announced Tennessee defensive lineman Emmett Gooden, who was featured, who was a feature on Last Chance U, the, uh, the Netflix docuseries, uh, had been dismissed from the team following an arrest on Thursday on felony charge of acri- aggravated uh, domestic assault. Uh, according to the arrest warrant, police had accused Gooden, 22, of hitting his girlfriend with a glass jar candle uh, during an argument. Uh, the woman suffered facial injuries that required sutures, according to the warrant. He's being held on a $10,000 bond, and his preliminary hearing is scheduled for July the 28th. Gooden, a senior, was tr- projected to be one of the anchors on Tennessee's defensive line after missing the 2019 season with a torn ACL. Uh, he made 33 tackles, including seven tackles for loss as a backup in 2018. And Gooden from Brownsville, Tennessee, was featured again on the Last Chance U docuseries while playing at Independence Community College in Kansas. Uh, he had 136 tackles two seasons in JUCO and chose the volunteers over Arkansas and West Virginia. 
According to the News Sentinel, Gooden's the second Tennessee player dismissed from the team this summer. Uh, Running back Tim Jordan was arrested in Florida in June on gun and marijuana charges, and he pled guilty last week to a misdemeanor charge of carrying concealed and was sentenced to 12 months of probation, community service, and fines. He has since rerouted and landed at another university, uh, but now Emmett Gooden will have to do the same thing. And, and you know, I, Emmett's got a, got a different story. And, and you know, Tim Jordan, I, again, I, I never hung out with Tim Jordan. I don't know Tim Jordan, but Tim was kind of one of those from a bad situation, got him to Knoxville, cleaned things up, and then the, the pandemic sent him home, and bad things happened. Emmett was already on a show called Last Chance You. Back that up. Flip that around. You have a last chance. <laughs> like, that's what that means. And Emmett's come to Tennessee, and he was he was pretty clean Marine uh, for a long time. But, again, during this, this downtime, he let – he let emotions run high. He let some things get out of hand. And quite frankly, you know, you can't do this uh, if you're, you know, if you're social distancing. So, uh, Emmett, what were you doing? But two, and I don't mean to make light of it. It's it's a terrible situation. But here's the deal, Emmett. Uh, that's a that's a don't pass go, don't collect two hundred dollars situation. Uh, domestic violence equals d- dismissal. And Jeremy Pruitt was swift in doing so. Uh, I I think the the action of being as fast as Jeremy Pruitt was tells me uh, that this was something that that they had understood to be a potential and that uh, it was a it was a you know hitting a box checking a a a little entry and Emmett Gooden was going to be gone and so that's three different people in the last maybe four or five weeks uh, that's left Tennessee Uh, Tim Jordan being one Emmett Gooden being another and then there was a, a a very low impact defensive back that decided to transfer. So I think I think coming out of the pandemic, Tennessee's going to look a lot different, uh, regardless of the impact of the coronavirus. I think just the uh, impact of attrition uh, is going to take a take a load off of this football team. But unfortunately, and 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 honestly, fortunately, uh, Tennessee didn't waste any time on this deal. You, you know, I, I hate it for Emmett Gooden because I think in some ways, sports. Uh, Division one programs and and the support system that is college football sometimes pulls guys out of a bad situation and puts them uh, on a track to be very successful. Uh, again, because I don't think this, I don't think this tailors necessarily well uh, for Emmett the fact that that he's got a lot of free time, the fact that he's not on on you know a big time game day schedule or or a pre you know preseason camp schedule or what have you. But here's the problem. You got to take care of your own business, and he didn't do that. And and quite frankly, there's no room for it. There's no excuses for that. And uh, at the end of the day, 22 years old, you got to man up uh, and face the music. And at this point, it means without suiting up for the Volunteers in 2020. So, uh, will he ever suit up again? Who knows? Uh, being that he's a a redshirt senior and an, and really has uh, really no no availability left because unless he goes to a lower Lower tier school, he he couldn't play immediately, therefore not have eligibility remaining. So we'll see if he lands somewhere locally uh, to be able to finish out his career. But ultimately, uh, I think you look at it, and uh, and this is a guy uh, who's going to be a, another one on that list of what could have been. 
because Emmett Gooden last year was loaded up to be a uh, a big time starter in the Southeastern Conference was going to be a, a one of the wrecking ball defensive linemen uh, for Jeremy Pruitt and then gets the ACL tear uh, recovers from that has a has a extended recovery period due to the virus and was suited up to be uh, again another fixture uh, for the Vols and uh, and just not going to be so. Uh, you got a hole there. You got some young players that's going to have to step up for for what what that looks to be, uh, but ultimately, uh, just uh, no room for for that kind of activity. Uh, no place for it. And honestly, I would think less of Tennessee uh, had they had they allowed him to stay on the team. So uh, again, you you want the best for the kid six three two two ninety one. I mean, he's a big dude, uh, age twenty three actually at this point, uh, and. Uh, and we'll see what he does at, at uh, if he makes a transition to a lower division or if he get, turns his sights and gets prepared uh, for an opportunity at the next level, if that's something uh, that will work for him. But nonetheless, uh, out at Tennessee and unable uh, to move forward as uh, domestic violence has drawn too, too soon to an end the, the career at Tennessee of Emmett Gooden. So, uh, again, I, I – I say this, and I mean this immediately. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt did the right thing. Uh, Tim Jordan uh, got got a rest once um, information got back to Pruitt. Uh, he's off the team. Emmett Gooden uh, swiftly, uh, once that information got back to the head man at Tennessee, he's gone as well. So uh, I think they're laying down a uh, an expectation that that's not going to be how Tennessee acts, uh, no matter how good you are. And I think Emmett Gooden is a good re- example of uh, a great player, uh, that just wasn't wasn't at that time a really good person. So Jeremy Pruitt uh, exit stage left for that scholarship, and now he'll look to backfill for the fall uh, Emmett Gooden spot. So nonetheless, let's take a break. Uh, listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, 47 days until it's football time in Tennessee, we hope. But we'll count it down regardless. You're listening to the Monday Grind. We'll be right back. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. The Wood Pellet pre-booking event has arrived at Rule King. The middle of summer is the perfect time to begin storing up for your wood stove in the coming cold winter months. Rule King is the perfect source for your wood pellet needs. A 40-pound bag is just $3.99. For the pre-booking event, the minimum order is 50 bags, and you pay just 10% up front and pick up your order by Halloween. So stay warm and cozy this winter by stocking up with the Wood Pellet pre-booking event at your neighborhood Rule King, America's farm and home store. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential 
residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Your local Blount County Community Food Connection is still open serving local families in time of need and hardship. We provide prepackaged groceries to help meet your nutritional and dietary needs. The Community Food Connection is open Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. until noon for drive-up delivery only. Residents are asked to remain in their vehicle so that our volunteers may safely distribute the food. Directions as to how to enter and depart the facility will be clearly displayed. We thank you for your cooperation and look forward to serving you at your Blunt County Community Food Connection. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the grind podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. 2020 has been anything but predictable, but there is one thing we can count on. Football will be back. Blunt Broadcasting is proud to remain the radio home for two of Tennessee's most successful high school football programs, Marable High School and Alcoa High School. Each team looks to repeat as state champions, and your support is needed to get these great programs off and running here in 2020. So, if you or your business would like to support these great student-athletes and great coaches, then help Blunt Broadcasting get their games on the radio. Give us a call and let WGAP and WKVL Radio get working for you. Give us a call at 865-724-1100. That's 865-724-1100. Or shoot us an email at info at wkvl.com. Let's work together to get your great business and these local high schools the exposure they have earned and deserve. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Monday edition. If that intro is not the most true thing I've, I've heard in a long time, we don't promise to be perfect, and probably most times are not perfect, but, you know, it is my opinion. So uh, it, it's one of those if you like it good, if you don't good uh, situations. So that's where we're at. But, hey, 47 days until it's football time in Tennessee. Excited about that as the countdown is on. Uh, it is until it ain't. That's the way I've been pushing it. Uh, 47 days is how long it is until September 5th. That is our initial uh, lockup with the Charlotte 49ers. And, and until they tell me it's not, that's the way I'll count it down. But you look at 47, and when it comes to the Vols, you know one name when it comes to 47, and that's Colquitt. Uh, the, the younger sons of one of the greats, Craig Colquitt, uh, players Dustin and Britton, 
Both rocked the number 47. From 02 to 08, a Colquitt had that number on their chest. Continued a family tradition of punting. Uh, Dustin became the third member of his family to do so as Colquitt earned All-American selection in 2003 and was a Ray Guy Award finalist for a second consecutive year. He twice earned SEC Special Teams Player of the Week. Uh, His 45.9-yard average ranked first in the Southeastern Conference and fourth nationally uh, due to booming 18 punts for 50 or more yards. Accuracy was another trait as Colquitt strategically placed 19 punts inside the 20-yard line, nine of which were inside the 10 and five that were inside the five-yard line. Colquitt is is noted as being one of the longest-tenured Kansas City Chiefs that has since uh, come to a close. But Dustin Colquitt, a great vol, a great pro, and is now a uh, Super Bowl champion. Uh, his younger brother, Britton, followed in his footsteps. He, he, he came to Tennessee – uh, to continue and be the fourth punting Colquitt in Tennessee history. Britton was the Vols' starting punter for four years and earned first-team All-SEC honors in 2006 while being a second-team selection in 2007. Uh, Colquitt was a freshman All-American in 2005. His career punting average was 42.57, just thousandths ahead of brother Dustin and ranked second all-time behind uncle Jimmy Colquitt uh, and Britton has punted uh, for the Denver Broncos. He, he's punted for a few other franchises. Uh, but, but again, a fan favorite of Tennessee's. And, again, a kicking Colquitt. Uh, if you look at the punting stats, uh, it's led by uh, that family. But uh, when you look at the all-time 47s, uh, Edward Cyphers started it up in 1937 through 40. Pat Linehan, 41-2. and two. Don Weber's 45. Claude Hill, 46, 47, 48. Dick Ernsberger, 49 through 51. Ted Swanger, 1953. Bobby Gordon, 55 through 7. Ronnie Mangle, 1966. Bobby Patterson, 67, 8, and 9. Dan or Dave Somerville, uh, 72 and 3. Jim Markert, uh, 1974. David French also wore it 1974. Russ Williams, 75 through 77. Lamont Holt Jeffers, 79 through 81. Bob Moorhead, uh, 82 and 3. Greg Armsler, uh, or Amsler, uh, 87 through 90. Bill Delamy, uh, 91. Tim Frost, 92. Tyrone Hines, 93, 4, 5, and 6. Uh, I remember my father-in-law uh, said, hit the ones in white, Tyrone. Matt Blankenship, a local product, 98 and 99, wore the 47. Kirsten Biggers, uh, 98, 99, 2000. Steve Muggleston, uh, 2003. Dustin and Britton Colquitt from 2002 to 2008. Gerard Askew, Chip Rome, and John Propes are the last 47s. Currently for the Vols, no one wears the 47. Again, maybe some reference to the Colquitts, or maybe uh, no one wanting to follow in the the big-time uh, uh, footsteps of guys like Colquitt, Hines, and Blankenship. Uh, you look at what they were able to do for Tennessee, and that speaks volumes. Blankenship, a, a Maryville product uh, that went from walk-on to scholarship player and was very successful for the Vols. When you look at uh, Hall of Famers that wore number 47, there's only one, uh, Mel Blunt. Uh, a cornerback that weared, wore, weared, 
You love that, don't you? War 47 for the Steelers in 14 career seasons out of Southern University. 63205 Melvin Cornell Blunt was a third round draft pick in 1970, was a prototypical cornerback, had superior speed, strength, and intelligence. He was all pro four years. NFL defensive MVP in 1975, five Pro Bowls, 200 of 200 career games played. Uh, career totals was 57 interceptions, 736 yards, and 13 fumble recoveries. He started in four Super Bowl victories and had a key interception in Super Bowl Nine out of Vidalia, Georgia. Mel Blunt uh, is a big enshrinee. Class of 1989, but a, uh, a stealer nonetheless. He said, cornerback was a challenging position to play, but I felt there was nobody I couldn't cover. But there's one thing for sure, you had to have nerves of steel uh, to play in that backfield uh, of the Steelers' defense. Again, if they got to you, uh, they had obviously made it past a pretty good front. So I feel like that's a, that's probably a real uh, understatement if you look at that. But Mel Blunt, 19, or a 47 in the Hall of Fame, 1989 inductee, and the only 47 that sits in Canton. But if you look at the year 1947, a lot of things happened well in sports. The Chicago Cardinals defeated the Philadelphia Eagles 28-21 to win the NFL championship. And the Cleveland Browns defeated the New York Yankees in football uh, to win the AAFC championship. And then Notre Dame was your college football national champion. Uh, if you look at, at, uh, at other sports, baseball, uh, Josh Gibson – uh, uh, he was a, a predominant slugger uh, in the African-American League. He passed away January the 20th, but Jackie Robinson becomes the first African-American player to play in Major League Baseball in 1947. Babe Ruth Day was celebrated across the Major Leagues in 47 when Babe himself, appearing at Yankee Stadium, although stricken with throat cancer, Ruth said to the audience, the only real game I think in the world is baseball. So, again, 1947 was a big day for Babe Ruth and baseball in general. In the World Series, the New York Yankees beat the Brooklyn Dodgers four games to three to be the World Series champ. And then in in the College World Series, the inaugural College World Series happened in California as they defeated Yale two games to nothing in a best of three. The Yale team featured future U.S. President George Bush, George H.W. Bush. Um, and then uh, if you look at basketball, the NBL championship, uh, Chicago American Gears win three games to two over the Rochester Royals. Uh, if you look at it, it, the Watura Masaka of the New York Knicks became the first person of color to play in modern professional basketball. Uh, that was just months after Jackie Robinson had broken the color barrier in Major League Baseball. So that was a huge huge uh year for uh, basketball and sports in general uh just that just that integration that that color barrier breaking and it's a it's a battle that still happens today so again those were pioneers uh that that would like to think we were a little farther along and then in in the basketball finals the philadelphia warriors win four games uh to one over the chicago stags again teams you'd love to see the jerseys for now uh, but have long since went away. But that's 1947 in sports. Uh, 47 days until it's football time in Tennessee. We've reached, reached, reached the halfway point. 
Uh, we've counted down since 99, and we'll continue to do so tomorrow. 46 is tomorrow, but we've run out of time. Don't miss top of the hour. We head back to SB Nation and what is your sports in Blunt County. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and, yes, grind on. We'll see you tomorrow. You don't want to miss it.